So welcome to today's podcast. I am joined by Deepak Shukla. Have I got that right, Deepak? Yeah, you got it perfectly great. Um, I, bloody, I meant to ask you that <laughs> prior to coming live because uh, I've got a bad habit of uh, getting people's names wrong. But hey, ho, I got that one right. Um, Deepak Shukla is easy enough to yeah. um, get around. So Deepak, um, for anyone listening, um, you know, what, yeah. do you, what, what are you currently doing? Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, sure. Craig, thanks. I So, hey, hey guys, hello. My name's Deepak, Deepak Shukla. I run an SEO agency called Pearl Lemon, Pearl Like Pearl Necklace. And um, yeah, my, my, my days, if I'm being honest, I recall, Craig, you talking on someone else's podcast, basically, um, you know, uh, pissing a grand tail on the agency life um, to the extent that, and this is uh, this is the part, you know, deciding what kind of SEO you're going to be. Are you going to be an agency owner? Because if you're an agency owner, you cannot be an expert. If you're an expert, oh my God, trying to build an agency will at some point suck the life out of you. So by day, guys, that means I'm spend, uh, I spend time on Slack dealing with people who um, have an issue because a rank moved three places and they assume that our SEO is going shit across the course of three days. I spend time on email saying our sales did not double in three months. So you guys are clearly crap. Um, and I spend uh, evenings also getting woken up by American clients who have a, other various ranges of problems. So that's kind of my life, dude. Oh man, it sounds awful. As I say, I've been there before. And before we do start getting into it, you know, I do respect people who can run an agency. Yeah. And agencies can be hugely successful. Yeah. For me personally, all of that crap and stuff that you deal with yeah. just wasn't for me on a personal level. I hate it. I hate explaining myself time and time again yeah. to people who have no clue what they're saying. And, you know, all that kind of stuff like, you know, Deepak said this on a video, um, so it must be true, and you're like, fuck, you know, it, it, you're just constantly fighting, and, um, you know, I, I'd love to know, like, as an agency owner, actually, I'm going to ask you, I'm yeah. going to put you in the spot, as an agency owner, genuinely, when you've got an awkward client, how much of their budget actually gets pissed up against the wall, talking shit, reporting, and all of that other kind of stuff, is it's got to be 50 plus percent, surely. Yeah, you know, I... um. You, I think the most successful agency owner is someone who masters the art of negotiation. It's it's no. not about SEO. It's actually not about SEO. Running an SEO agency when you scale is about human management and how no. to effectively communicate your work uh, and its return to your client even when they think they understand but they don't understand or they do understand, but they don't understand the timeline, or they, you know, are completely oblivious to what the process of SEO is, even at the point of sign off, you go through things a couple of times with them. And then they come back and say, our oh, Deepak, like, can you fix our page speed? And we'll say, well, that's really more development. And we see your site is built on, you know, Ruby on Rails. And it's related to maybe external scripts. And they say, okay, great, but that's an SEO thing. So can you fix our SEO? And you, you, you bang your head against the wall thinking, how do I, and this is the key, the actual real challenge and the real truth is, is that it's very difficult in the world of SEO to 
what you've done, Craig, is brilliant, right? You build a brand and brand leads to brand strength. And, and that in some ways build, does build retention. But the, 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 the true challenge, it's, it, is, it is difficult to differentiate yourself. So people feel a lot like an SEO agency is a bit of a – and you know what? This is not just true of SEO. If you're an agency owner listening, this is true of a lot of agencies. You know, everyone and their bloody uncle is an, SEO, uh, an agency owner these days. Every ad I get targeted is like a 450-word you know, dialogue about how beautiful my two hour a week, 100K a month agency is. And I just want to establish that, you know, our agency does maybe 40 to 50,000 pounds we're, we're getting to now. And that whole idea that it's rosy is just a bunch of bullshit. And like, you know, I, I have real revenue figures. I, you know, we, we, we do get approached by big businesses and we are working with bigger and bigger businesses. And there is a fuck ton of work involved. So what you said, Craig, is, is absolutely true, that it's less and less about SEO the, 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 the more successful you become. And it's, it's just much more about managing people's expectations and getting them to like and appreciate you because the moment that that stops happening – even if your results are good, people just look for a way to fire you because they see you to a decent degree as a commodity and they think, yeah. I'll just replace you with the next agency because you know what? Everybody's talking in their 45-page proposal that they built on the same proposal software that everybody else uses, whether it's Better Proposals or Newsy or something else. Everyone's talking about, we're going to build links. So everyone's doing the same fucking thing. So it's, 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 a, it's a real big challenge, that part of it. But if you can do that part well then I do think that you're able to grow what I call a sustainable agency because I think the biggest challenge that people have is retention because you're just not going to get a great result 100% of the time for a hundred different reasons. And the way that you maintain good faith with clients is by being able to basically explain yourself properly. So you're quite right. If you don't like that stuff, agency life is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it stressed the life out of me, and I'm more of an SEO guy who likes to, you know, as you you said before, you know, doing tricks, making affiliate money, doing mm. you know, sneaky things and stuff like that. And mm. for me to chat to a guy who's paying me some piddly amount of money, yeah. um, talking to me about title tags or something, it just wasn't interesting. It was actually mind numbing for me. I'm sitting there looking at people going. I can't even be asked yeah. talking to you. Um, it's, it's, there's no enjoyment here, you know. Um, yeah. And as I say, uh, or, uh, you, you know, build, building an agency is not easy, not just because of the client thing. So I don't, you know, don't want to be seen to be bashing clients. I also yeah. find it very hard to um, also get good, reliable, yeah. genuine people round about me as well. I think there's a massive lack of um, people out there who are enthusiastic that can turn. Just, just enthusiastic to turn up to work every day yep. is, is a big ask. Um, and I'm not sure, do you find that down in London as well? Yeah, it's, it's a, Craig, it's a really good question. I, when I was first setting up the agency a couple of years back, had a real challenge with getting people that were kind of down for the ride, so to speak. And everyone, it's like, it's difficult to effectively incentivize someone, but at the same time, remind them that, you know what, this is not going to be a fairy tale where you get to exclusively build links, things are going to happen, clients are going to demand this, we're going to have to, you know, for example, it's, it, yeah, it's difficult, it's really difficult, to be honest with you, and I have had to hire and fire probably like five different 
four or five different SEO, let's call them teams, um, before I settled upon, like Samil basically is our head of technical SEO, um, before I settled on one person who I think could help us kind of lead the charge and build a really good team. But, but, but building like a team that can, that you work with well, that can, you can put in front of clients as yeah. well. Oh, dude, that's also, oh my God, that's another nightmare. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think as well, what, one of the problems I had was, it's just in my nature and I don't mind seeing it, but I was quite a possessive guy. And I, I always thought, don't put anyone else in front of clients, do everything yourself. Yeah. No one, no one can sell better than Craig. Yeah. No one can speak to clients better than Craig. No one can invoice better than Craig. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wasn't delegating stuff out. So, um, yeah, I think that was a massive failure in my level. So if you've found a team um, uh, that you can rely on, it's it's going to massively help, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that the hiring part is 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 is, is good, um, and I think that I guess I mean in in vain of how how we started this. I guess my 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 broader frustration is I think that there's a big misrepresentation of how good agency life is, or there's a big focus and I guess maybe I could be wrong. I'm just looking at what I call the Facebook ad community where you get targeted by building, you know, the, the agency, whether it's even SEO or Facebook or otherwise, but, but it doesn't really take away from the complexities, as you said, of, you know, I still have that same challenge, for example, that you, we have like a varying range of clients and it's, 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 it's just really difficult for, you know, Samil or myself to sometimes understand the nuances of the person that we're talking to of, you know, should we talk to them technically do is what I'm saying, you know, all of this stuff that just comes down to communication. And, you know, there's the, the you know, the, the continual challenge that we have internally is that I, I, I haven't, for example, successfully found the project manager of my dreams because then the project manager doesn't know enough about SEO. And then yeah. you put them in front of a client and you put them with, and every client's slightly different. Some of them have really technical people. Some of them don't have, and it's fine. But then they just end up emailing the SEO team and saying, you know, I've had, um, like Deborah was a lady that I had, and she, 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 I had to get rid of her because we put her in front of client and, and we sometimes record, like we record calls and listen to them internally. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why did you say that for? That's just not even true. Um, or she just ends up emailing or forwarding emails and then Samil's responding because no one else is technically qualified to answer it other than myself. But to be honest with you, I'm not close enough to the project to understand what the fuck's going on anyway. So, mm. so then there's these kind of continual challenges that, that, that all mix together. And I think that, you know, um, we have, um, it's, it's, it's just difficult to get, get it completely right. And, and the reasons that people cancel I mean, half the eighty percent of the time, if I'm being honest, it's not even about the result. It's either a misunderstanding of the result. It's because their budget changed and SEO gets chopped first, or because they don't, you know, make any of the recommendations that we request. So, a good example of it, I'll give you two examples right now. One of our clients who, on their onboarding form, they're an e-commerce company in the jewelry space. Uh, well, they're just expanding their their e-commerce setup. They, they've got physical stores. But they're mm -hmm. demanding that we put like a, a, a I think it's like a, a, a Google short URL to their GMB page into right. our guest post outreach. And I was like, why, why are we doing that for? And he was like, well, I want people to come and, you know, come to our shop. And that's what you're going to use your guest post for, because then they'll click on it socially and they'll come and find us. 
And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. That is not what we should be putting in, you know, a guest post when we're doing blogger outreach. Then on the other side of it, we've got clients who suffered a severe dip in ranking suddenly. And perhaps it was our mistake. We looked at their pages for they're in the hair industry and they've got several pages that relate to hair, you know, hair transplants. And we're like 60, 65% of your content is duplicate content. And mm. then they want us to go and fix it. And I'm like, but we're not, we're not copywriters. And mm -hmm. they're like, but, 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 but that's SEO related. And then you just get into conversations about the wrong kind of crap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and these are clients that signed off. They said they understand FCO. They're like, right, we've got our SEMrush. We've got HREFs. We understand that you need to link build. We're going to take time. And then you just end up actually having the core of your discussions about these kinds of things. And the thing that pisses me off when I go through the agency handbooks that I've read online, of which there are many, with the even like in the SEO space, no one talks about this stuff. But where is the literature or the support vehicles for dealing with someone who refuses or not refuses, but has a dev team who don't respect SEO and therefore they don't change any of the broken links or there's 404s or there's, you know, issues with JavaScript or, or, or whatever. And, and you're just always, I say always, it's, it's, it's unusual that you get what you call your dream client. And my dream client is actually just someone who just fucking does the things that I ask them to do. Yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons I also um, gave up the agency game of dealing with clients as such. Um, is because of things like that as well. You know, devs always have a different idea, and um, even you know down to designing websites that look nice. Now I've got appreciation that websites have to look nice, be mobile friendly, and so on. But they they don't appreciate the SEO elements, as you say. Yeah. Um, and you know that that's it's one of those things you have to fight in the corner, or you're going to get this. You know, you're going to get the kit. You lose the contract or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then you start become a bit argumentative and people see you as some kind of asshole yeah. or something like yeah. that. And, and, yeah, all hell breaks loose. And, yeah, I, I don't think there is. There's no guide. There's no nothing. You have to feel the pain for yourself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether you can sustain that or not. You know, the way I always seen agency life for me was get the money to be able to then invest into other yeah. things that are less stressful. That was always my... Yeah end goal <laughs> and the more agency owners i speak to it's similar you know they're going yeah i can i can make a few quid here and then just start to slowly invest into affiliate sites or you know property outside of you know seo and stuff like that so um is that something that you you know long term want to do or is the plan to build this agency as big as you can yeah it's a good, it's a really good question i think that you're right from the conversations that i have with other agency owners that the, the agency is the vehicle to then go and do other things um and for me i yeah yeah I, the short answer is yes to be honest with you like there's there's a software tool i'm working on with a buddy of mine and then you know a, a, a mate of mine actually like the, the other big love i have and i know that you know about this craig is that i like to do i like to run so I do yeah. like the, <laughs> I do the marathons and the ultra marathons, and you know, a buddy of mine is really unhappy with. He, he's um, he's a uh, a PT that does a lot of these kind of outdoor boot camps where you know you go to your local park and you spend an hour. Um, so so he's unhappy. So we're gonna bin his franchise and we're gonna start up our own kind of fitness boot camps and ah. yeah yeah and that's you know right up my street because I'm like right now I'm doing marketing by competing with a PT. 
who's trying to do marketing, I'm like, fucking brilliant. This is amazing. <laughs> I think, you know, something I would always advise people is to set up a business that you actually enjoy doing as yeah. well. I think it's massively important. And obviously, yeah. you know, I see you on Facebook, you know, climbing mountains and everything, you know, walking up mountains and you yeah. look half dead and you're still with the big smile on though. I've got to give you yeah. got to give you credit. The the smile's still there even though you can tell you are absolutely <laughs> um, so it's a good a good effort. Um, but I think you know doing something you enjoy is is yeah. is obviously hugely beneficial as well. And as you see, you know, what's some shit ass PT gonna do um against an experienced SEO when it comes to to marketing um so i think yeah. it's definitely yeah. a good positive way to think yeah. about um, absolutely things. absolutely and you know it's, it's it's i would love um for those of you uh who are watching this i think that that's the challenge isn't it and i, I guess I, i'm almost curious about like yourself because once you experience some success with, with with seo naturally at some point you want to to grow and naturally you reach your own kind of bottleneck and there's that real challenge, as you said, with deciding, well, do I want to be an agency owner? Do I want to be an SEO freelancer? Both of them come with their challenges. And and actually, it becomes inherently a lot more satisfying to work on your own websites, where you're in contri- entire control of the process. You can source content writers. You can solve technical issues. Or you can get the assets uh, you know, in-house. And I think that um, whilst... I, I, I think that you're the 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 it's the same you know in 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 my degree that it's 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 you know what to be honest with you, I guess I'm stumbling because it's also very challenging to figure out what it is that you kind of love because I do love SEO like I I I enjoy the process of SEO I enjoy looking at SEMrush hrefs and you know looking at links and try but but at the same time how you channel a skill set such as that is actually like a, a a real big i think issue and that's where you see all of these diverse areas i mean I, you know you of course do speaking you've got your brand you've got this podcast you've probably got about 15 other things that i know nothing about craig let's be honest right <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah you got to do it yeah yeah no i just uh, and and i think that um you know it's um it's 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 always a challenge but you know equally i think with 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 all of that being said you know there are aspects of the agency part of it that are really great it's it's and and, and i'm sure you've experienced the same thing that the part that sometimes does keep you in it is when you get a result and you've got a client who's so like happy with you know seeing a rankings uptick or just saying hey man we've had like x inquiries come in and just want to say awesome and the stuff like that kind of makes my day yeah, I think, you know, in the past, I've helped businesses grow from like a one-man band to maybe having 10 vans in the road, you know, work with them over a, a period of time. And it, it does give you a, a bit of self-satisfaction and stuff. And I think that's obviously important um, in, in your job. But I'll tell you, one day I had this guy, he was a dentist yeah. that okay. I had, and uh, he was a client, um, and he had five different practices, done, done SEO for this guy for five years or, or maybe longer and he turned around to me one day and he said this guy was 31 at the time um and i was slightly older and he said to me you are the stupidest guy i've ever met and i said why is that and he says you've made me a millionaire i'm going to retire now and we no longer need your services because i'm selling up to this guy who's got his own marketing team he says 
you have been one of the vehicles that have helped me make all of that money. He says, you need to be doing something with your skills to make yourself money. Um, and it was at that point, again, something hit home going, yeah. I'm making a lot of people money. I've got to, or I was making people a lot of money. I had to beg for the invoices to be paid, as I'm sure, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know you, you'll suffer from that as well, chasing invoices, not knowing whether you can pay the staff at the end of the week. Yeah. And through all of that stress because... And, and, and for what? Because you're building up other people's businesses. You know, it doesn't seem right. Um, so that guy did say that to me once. And, yeah. and that's uh, when I started. You know, I've, don't get me wrong. I've tried and failed with a lot of different ventures. You know, I've had e-commerce websites. I've tried different niches. Um, but, you know, now I've got affiliate websites. I've got businesses out with the SEO industry. So, you know, I've got other companies that, yeah. that you know, they, they are... Um, the revenue does come through marketing, but you know I've got to channel my skills and my energy in the right direction because, as I say, it becomes tiresome chasing money, and you know some of these people could put you out of business as well. Um, and there's no real because it's SEO, people don't really care. They'll just you know they'll just chuck it, and paperwork doesn't really mean a thing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, take, it doesn't at all. <laughs> you can pay people to you know small claims courts and whatnot. But I think, you know, to build a sustainable um, future for your family or yourself or whatever, um, I think you have to have something a bit more stable than goodwill from people um, that res actually respect what you do and, and invest properly in it as well. Because I'm sure, again, as, as you're an agency, you will probably grab people's budgets and that, you know, deep down, and I'm not saying your agency does this, but there are agency owners out there that I know do this, will take a guy's budget, knowing full well that it's massively underpriced, purely because they've got to get that two grand a month extra to pay the bills. The cash flow. Two grand. Yeah. yeah, and they'll do it knowing full well that that should actually be priced at, say, five grand to do an effective job if you're, you know, needing lots of content links yeah. and, and whatever else you need. So lots. I feel a lot of agencies also suffer from that as well where they'll take on anyone and hand on heart they know fine well that there's never going to be good results at the end of it and it's just a fudged up mess and um yeah again i've done i've done that as well you know <laughs> on a personal level you know i yeah. put people's money knowing you know there's, there's not much i can do here for 500 bucks you know other yeah. than toss out a few blog posts and a few links that's it job yeah. done yeah um, so <laughs> you know i think for me um doing what I do and reporting to myself um, is the best thing. So I don't have to then make pie charts and go to a big yeah. meeting and, you know, beg why they, you know, the contract should be extended or whatever. Um, and, you know, I think that that's made a massive difference. I think if yeah. you want to do anything in your life, you've got to be, you know, if you want to be successful, you've got to be kind of relaxed. And as yeah. I see, when I had the agency, you know, I was stressed out every other day, whether it be a staff problem, client problem, money problem um or you know i was just physically exhausted um yeah so yeah, yeah it's um <laughs> but it's good to see that you know obviously you're fighting the good fight and you know you're probably earlier on in your career and i'm sure there will probably be a lifespan on what you do yeah in terms of how far you can grow or um stuff like that but you know for anyone who wants to start an agency um, you know, what, what kind of tips would you give to them? You know, is, is there anything that you've done or felt in your first few years as, as 
when on building this agency yeah. that um, you could advise other people against, you know, something that maybe you spent four months doing and it's a complete waste of time or whatever? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I think that oh, complete waste of time. Um, you know what, guys? I think that the the, 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 the the complete waste of time I would definitely advocate to anyone who wants to start an agency, an agency, an SEO agency is guys go and don't, you know, don't wait out, go and get sales and communication training. Your job as an agency owner is to communicate your value and to sell your value. And if you cannot effectively do those two things, the guy who is the, the loudest in the room is going to get a job ahead of you. And also in order to retain a client, half of it's going to be about goodwill. Contracts don't matter. They're bullshit. Unless you're signing off something with British Airways, which will take probably three years to go through anyway, and you'll never have the money to chase them. If people want to stop paying you, they'll just stop paying you. So the way that you effectively, I believe, grow your agency, and this is what I wish I did a year and a half ago, is not just relying upon natural talent or the results speaking for themselves, because you've got to get the job in the first place. And you've got to, you know, have and recognize that every opportunity that you have, whether you're on a podcast like this, where even if I'm, you know, bagging agency life, I still recognize that there may be a potential client who's listening. So the way that you demonstrate your value is clear communication of your results of what you're trying to do and an appropriate reflection of the value that you can bring. Because if you can't do that stuff, I, I, I'm not going to understand what you're selling. And unless you want to take the three trial route, which is something that I did try for a couple of times, but then it was a nightmare anyway, because everyone says, oh, you know, we'll do the trial and then we'll pay, but it's just bullshit. You get your bum put over a barrel and you recognize that people that sign up for free trials a lot of the time aren't clients that, you know, take their time seriously because clients that have budgets just want to crack on with things and they want to find good people and they want to make decisions quite quickly and then they want to kind of move forward. So they're, they're, they're the things that I think I wish I did done sooner, Craig. I wish that I didn't do some of the free trial stuff that I did in the beginning. And I do wish that I understood how to sell appropriately because people, I think, botch a lot of the prospects or leads that they have because they don't appropriately know how to position what they're what, what the, the service they're offering and then they blame it on oh it wasn't the right guy or it you know the next one comes along and you learn nothing from that attitude and i did that for the first probably six months and as soon as i took some sales training and i took some communication training my quality as an seo or our team's quality as well as an seo didn't change but our revenue doubled because i was able to position what we did much more effectively Interesting. Oh, it's interesting. You've got some good points there um, and obviously some good um, advice for other people, you know, maybe falling into the same trap. Wait, I mean, where would someone find like sales training or communication training? Where did you go to for that? Or is there anyone you can yeah, recommend? Absolutely. So number one, read Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. So it is very powerful when you say Craig, instead of saying, oh, dude, little things like that. Do remember, you know, that a lot of things are you know, an emotional sale. So I, as a small example from a different, you know, a different, a different, a different space, but a similar principle was as a consequence of that training, I'm always able to now 
get friends into clubs when they are past the time that they're allowed in or get to the front of guest queues simply by being really nice to bouncers and saying, oh, hey, um, I don't know if you can help me. Um, and that's been really powerful when I'm on a call to like a PA or I'm having a conversation with someone who has to vouch for me internally when I'm trying to sign off a deal, make them feel like they're doing me a favor. It's not about our knowledge. It's about them liking me. That's mm -hmm. been huge. And then the other thing is literally reading um, Grant Cardone, Sell or Be Sold. That book was huge. Grant Cardone, Sell or Be Sold. And just recognizing the like, guys, you're always in sales. When you're talking to an account manager at a big company, whether it's, let's just say like, you know, HP, if you sign off a deal, you are in the process of selling your value and you're selling feel goodness. The, 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 the feel good factor is something that you're selling and you need to try and work out how to bottle that and communicate assurance and keep problems from clients and just always act in the instance of being able to solve things and, 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 and things like that have been huge as well as little tweaks that they tell you like practical tips that I think I, I read from um, Zig Ziglar, which is one of the things that we instituted internally as a small practical thing is that we're always the last responders. So we never ever are. So, so if a client sends me an email at three, we have a minimum 15 minute response time. And that was something that took a lot of training for the SEO guys because they wanted to start saying we need time to prepare, you know, a technical response. And I was like, no, you do do that, but you just write great, completely makes sense, Frank. I'll have an answer for you within six hours. Yeah. That has changed our retention. <laughs> um, I think it, it makes perfect sense, you know, for that to happen. And probably something I was actually very bad at was the communication side of things, emails, you know, not answering for a few days. Um, and I probably have a I probably had a different train of thought um, where I thought I'm not going to respond that quickly because if I do respond quickly, then clients will all, always expect to get that quick response. Um, but it's good to hear that you're actually seeing a positive um, from that. You know, I would have always argued, and as I say, I'm not going to claim to be the best agency owner in life or, you know, the best communicator. I would have always argued that don't give the client the quick response. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's uh, what I will say, because I, I, I was the same for a fair while. You know what I saw? What changed it for me was that, you know what? Craig signs off a £2,000 month a deal with Deepak. For the first two months, Craig's going to probably be on my case because what Craig is actually looking for is assurance. But yeah. as soon as Craig starts to trust me, Craig's going to get busy doing his other shit because Craig's got – the whole reason Craig's paying me two grand a month because he's too bloody busy to do it for himself. Yeah. So once you bridge that gap, I then found and I have found that clients just actually start emailing you less themselves. <laughs> um, that's it, as I say, it's a, a good. It's a, it's a good thing that you've actually tried and tested, you know. And it's great to hear. That's what, I, as I say, I love talking to SEO guys when you just hear of weird things like that. Whereas, uh, you know, prior to this, I would have argued with you all day long. Don't give yeah. lunch, you know. Yeah. My fifty minute response. That's too soon. Yeah. Blah blah blah. blah. So yeah. yeah, it's as I say, we we always learn every day, and I think uh. learning from people actually testing shit and being able to see this actually did work um as 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 i say that's the kind of guys you want to to be following and, and listening to and as i say gaining tips you know everyone's going to 
or a lot of these listeners are at one point probably going to start doing their own um, agency or, or whether yeah. they're an agency or a freelancer, um, regardless, yeah. you know, I think we, sh- we should definitely yeah. work on communication because I was pretty shy at it. So, um, I, and, and you're, you're clearly doing better than me at the agency. Uh, right? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, pal. I think that, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think you're right. I think it's a challenge. I think the different people definitely have different approaches. There's lots of successful agency owners, I'm sure, that don't do stuff like that. And I do also think that, you know, it's probably a particular style of client who, 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 who works with that. And the, the other thing also that was the final thing on that kind of whole tip front, I think, that was useful for me is that I'm quite anti long form email so we tend to respond to everything either via i i say look guys if you've got his skype send him a voice note if you've got his whatsapp send him a voice note if he requires a question and it's rather than send a 30 minute email record a five minute video and that has been a big help in saving time so that's probably the other thing that i you know, there's also another internal rule, which is respond to an email within 15 minutes, but don't make the email response more than 10 words. And yeah. then follow up. If you need to with a technical document, there's no avoiding the technical document because you're going to have to produce it anyway. But if they're just asking a strategic thing, don't spend 30 minutes writing an email. Just record a quick five-minute voice note. So what, 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 what I tend to do now is client asks me a question on email. I'll record a voice note when I'm out in the pub I'll upload it to SoundCloud and then I'll send them the SoundCloud link. Um, I, I think what you're saying, I do quite a lot of as well, but I don't. Yeah. it's not voice notes. I actually, if someone asks me something, you know, I'm, I'm not understanding this or I'm not understanding that. Sometimes I do. It's a lot easier and quicker for me to do a quick screencast and yeah. pump off to them. Um, okay. what, what I would say, um, and again, it's something I would have probably argued with, um, would be the WhatsApp voice notes and the Skype uh, voice notes. Um, yeah. I'm not sure um, how effective they would be. Actually, this is a personal thing, though. Seeing yeah. someone sends me a, a WhatsApp voice note, I hate it. I don't know why. I just I don't like it. Um, I'd rather text. Um, oh. But it's all about saving time for you guys, you know, and, and as I say, um, that, that that's the key part there. You're right, though. I mean, I say it's my bias. There's also some people who say, Deepak, please don't WhatsApp us. <laughs> like, we get shut down. <laughs> or there's people that we Skype and then they say, or oh, they don't respond for three days. And I realize that, you know what, these dudes don't ever log into Skype. So in those instances, we, we definitely revert to email. So I think, as you said, uh, Craig, and that's, that's the challenge. Guys, if you're thinking about being an agency owner, that is the challenge. The differences of opinion that Craig and I have are fundamentally the life of running an agency. That is yeah. like 60% of it. Your client, when they think about link building, they think you're going to post links also on social media. And then you only discover six weeks in that that's what they thought about with link building. And then the contract might be wrong. And then there's this kind of ill will because even though you're right, no one likes being told that they're wrong because they just think you're an arsehole. And then very quickly they find a way to exit the contract or to delay payment and all of this other crap. So we're, of course, not working together, Craig and I, like commercially. But if it was a business and there's these misunderstandings, your biggest challenge is how to actually position it so you make them feel good, but you still get the actual delivery. And, and that, I think, is once you get beyond your first couple of clients, 
is always the challenge of how to scale and whether you actually want to bother scaling or you're like, you know what, this is too much fucking work. Yeah. I've got one last question for you, Deepak. Yeah. Um, uh, when you're dealing with clients, any kind, good or bad, yeah. what what is it your agency actually reports on? You know, I've, I've, I hear a lot of people, you know, reporting different KPIs, and I was always of the belief um, that, you know, cl- clients always wanted to know too much uh, of how SEO worked, and I would always say to them, buy a training course if you want to know how SEO works. Um, you know, I'm not explaining it to you in a monthly report. Um, and what I would always report on would be keywords, traffic, and conversions. Um, I'm just curious to know, um, you, because it's yeah. been, probably been five years since I had my agency. Yeah, it was 2015, I gave it up. So four or five years ago, um, I'd be curious to know, is that still the same? Or do you still get people saying, I want to know where all the backlinks are and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And do you actually report on that stuff? Yeah, so it's a good question. So the fundamentals, not any different for us. We do, uh, I mean, we um, just send the automated weekly SEMrush export. So we set them up, we show them their keyword tracking movement and their analytics, and uh, which is their Google Analytics. Now, a lot of people will say that's too much. It shut down a lot of our questions once we started doing that. So that was why we did that. And then in the end of month report, we do share all of the links that we built because the challenge that we had was it limited my ability to take on uh, a bigger client who thought they knew SEO or they do know SEO because they don't work with anyone who doesn't send them, you know, a report. But I do know that there's also other agencies that just work off the SEMrush dashboard and they track things in SEMrush, i.e. they don't share direct links with them. So I think there's a, a bit of both. But personally, from our end, we do exactly what you've just described. And at the end of the month, we'll we'll, we'll share probably you know, 80% of the links that we build. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's that's interesting. I'm just curious to know whether you actually have done that. I know obviously Sam Rush are pulling a lot more backlink data through as well, but yeah. you know, I, I feel that, or back then, I, I used to use a lot of PBNs and stuff. Mm. And obviously I wasn't wanting to share my assets yeah. with people. Um, so I always kind of kept it kind of loose, but people seen that as some kind of, you know, me trying to dodge something or maybe I wasn't doing something. Um, and you know, I always felt that that was that was the way I was being looked at for not reporting all that kind of stuff. But it was it's interesting to hear um, how you operate just now. And I know loads of guys do different stuff, and some people don't even care. Um, they just buy links and uh, just you know show them to the client or whatever, and charge them a, a flat rate fee for them or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, whatever works, I suppose. Um, no, I agree. I agree, and uh, I you know. It's, uh, it's, it's been a long journey to figure out what a client actually wants. We also have clients that told us to stop sending us reports because they got confused. Uh, <laughs> so then it was like, oh, okay. So then my SEO team like get pissed off because they're like, Deepak, we're SEOs, we're not reporting. And then, you know, you know, the, Deborah or, you know, Deborah's um, equivalent, like we've got, we've got a couple of project, ma- you know, it's, it, dude, it's, everyone's always fucking different. And that's, that's, that's the challenge where it's like, do I want to scale and try and take on like 30, like 30, 50 clients? Like we've got about 15 to 20 clients. And my goal, if I'm being honest with you, Craig, to finish up is to, you know, get to a stage where I can have a maximum of 20 clients that have a really kind of standardized to a degree process. And we can just focus on those guys. And that for me would be great. I'm, I'm happy with this. Now I can maybe look at doing other things as we just discussed with, you know, the bootcamp stuff. 
Yeah, no, I, I hope that that all goes well for you. It does come to fruition. You certainly seem to have made um, good movement over the last few years um, in terms of you know building your own agency and stuff. So fingers crossed that the yeah. stuff and all that kicks in as well. Um, yeah. But for anyone listening who wants to know where to find you, if they've got questions or maybe want to use you or whatever, where's yeah. the best place for people to get you? Yeah, so guys, just um, as 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 with uh, Craig Campbell's name, uh, Google Google my name, Deepak Shukla. It's very cool. You will find me alongside, unfortunately, a guy who's an expert in um, HIV and infectious diseases, who's uh, got got a Wikipedia link, who's got the same name as me, and I cannot get that. I cannot rank above that fucker some of the time. He just keeps popping up <laughs> to the extent that he his my my picture started appearing next to his wikipedia link and people started asking me oh you also an seo expert as well as an expert in infectious diseases of infectious <laughs> nature so that was uh that was always a challenge but otherwise just the the agency name guys pearl lemon pearl like pearl necklace second word lemon either of those just type them into google and you'll find me good man and thanks from me deepak for taking the time to talk and share some of your tips and pain points and whatever else. Um, so I appreciate it, man. And I'm oh. no doubt get you on again in the future and maybe get a different angle, chat about some other stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Craig, listen, it's been a pleasure. It's, 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 you know, once I saw a couple of your speeches um, that were on, on stages and uh, you were like your, your extravagant self. And then I saw that I think Ross posted, come and be on Craig's podcast. I was like, I've got to get on this fucker's podcast. Because we, <laughs> we exchange the odd like a uh, Facebook kind of comment on a public post. But I was like, I want to talk to Craig. I want to talk to Craig. So thank you also for taking the time to, 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 to share some stories with me, dude. No worries at all. It's been a pleasure, man.